Sean Murphy has a big night as the Braves get a walk-off win over the Cincinnati Reds. And how long is the leash on Marcelo Zuna on this Taco Tuesday of Lockdown Braves? We're going to discuss all of that, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jacob Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shorts.ball. You can also check out my written work on the Braves over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast there. If you're new, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching this video there, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button to help support the show. And thanks so much for your support and making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Love hearing from all of you who tell me uh, that you make Lockdown Braves your first listen, whether on the way to work, on your lunch break, on the way home, while you're working out, wherever it may be. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Lockdown Braves. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com MLB60 and use code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Got a lot to get to on today's episode. I'm calling this the Talk O Tuesday episode. I'm uh, making a new segment here during the season. We're going to do, obviously, a lot of the recaps over on the postcast. So not going to go a ton into recapping the game here on the Locked on Braves podcast going forward. As me and Grant will do that on the postcast. Still going to touch on it, obviously. But going to try to make some segments throughout the week to make this a little bit more unique. And so on Tuesdays, I'm going to do, call it Taco Tuesday because I'm going to talk about the biggest things that Braves fans are talking about, you know, going through Twitter. What are the biggest talking points for Braves fans? And today we're going to discuss Marcelo Zuna and how long or how short, rather, the leash should be on him and based on what we've seen over the past couple of years. So we're going to get into that into the second segment, but we do have to start off with what happened on Monday night with Sean Murphy getting that walk-off hit because it was just a really incredible game for him overall. I think maybe one of his first kind of breakout games, at least offensively. I know he had a couple hits in the first game, home game. Um, but this was Sean Murphy's night and Bryce Elder as well, which we'll talk about. But three for five for Sean Murphy at the plate, two doubles. And obviously the big two-run walk-off homer in the bottom of the 10th inning, three runs batted in. He's now six for his last 18 was seven walks and five strikeouts. And um, can't remember who it was who tweeted this out, so I apologize. But one of the main beat writers, it may have even been uh, Grant who tweeted it out. But he's been getting on base. You look at his on-base percentage. Sean Murphy's still been getting on base, even though he hasn't been getting the hits. But now you're starting to see those hits come along with all of those walks. He's starting to become the hitter we thought he could be. And I said coming into the season, my main focus for him was learning the pitching staff you know, getting comfortable there. And I think he's doing that as well. And now we're seeing, starting to see the bat come along. And on yesterday's episode, I said the Braves needed somebody in that four through seven spot in the order to step up because the guys at the top are getting on base. Acuna had three hits. 
Uh, Matt Olson had three walks. Uh, Austin Riley had a hit. I mean, those guys got on seven times last night. They need the Braves need somebody in that four through seven spot in the order to step up. Sean Murphy was that guy on Monday. Brian Snicker put him in the cleanup spot, and that ended up being a good decision as he did come through. But you're going to need more performances like that from the middle of the order. The guys at the top are getting it done. You feel pretty confident that just about every night, one of those three guys at the top at least is going to be on base, is going to have a good night. But in order to capitalize on that, somebody in the middle of the order has to step up and get the job done, especially with all the injuries that the Braves have. I mentioned those guys at the top. A three-hit game for Acuna. All three of them singles. All three hit 102 miles per hour or harder. The single he had in the first was hit 111 miles per hour, the hardest hit ball of the game. I talked about this on the postcast, but no stolen bases, no runs scored. I was a little surprised, especially with the way the offense has been struggling, not to see Acuna running there and not to see them trying to get something in motion to manufacture something. So that was a, a little bit odd uh, for Acuna. They ended up ground, grounding to a couple of double plays behind him. And it's a small sample size. I want to be very clear. I'm not worried about this, but I told you I'd be monitoring it through the season. But an 11-game sample size, his average launch angle is just 4.9 degrees. And we really need to see it back up to that 18-degree level. Now, he's hit a couple of balls that maybe in the summer I think will get out. So, again, this is not a concern, but it is something I'm tracking and keeping up with. And he's still hitting the ball extremely hard. And I think, you know, maybe the shift going away, I know it doesn't affect right-handed hitters quite as much as perhaps allowing some of these balls to get through a little easier. So you're seeing him rack up these hard-hit singles. But – we're going to see that launch angle creep back up, see those home runs come, and I think that they will. Again, not a concern, but it is something I'm tracking, uh, and so I wanted to, to share that. A 4.9-degree launch angle, that's really low. We need to see that get back up, like I said, to around that 18-degree angle. Another multi-hit game for Orlando Arcia. I don't know what else to say about him at this point. He's just getting it done. He's making – just about everyone looked dumb for saying that the shortstop position was Von Grissom. Not that I don't think Grissom would have done uh, solid there, but Arcia has just been incredible. I hope the offense is real. History tells us it may not be and that perhaps this is just a hot start, but he is just 28. Uh, I mean, uh, I think because he came up so young, a lot of people think that he's you know, an older guy and that there's no room for improvement, but he is just 28 years old. We saw Dansby break out offensively last year at 28. So I think the Braves certainly believe there's some upside and we're seeing at least a good start to the season. And if he can keep that up, man, what a great, great get that'll be get for the Braves who are only paying him 2 million a year the next three seasons. Still just two for 12 with runners in scoring position last night, five for 38 in that category over the last four games, something they still need to do a better job of. But let's move to the other star of the game. And that was Bryce Elder incredible first two starts for Bryce Elder to this season. Six and a third innings last night, six hits, one walk, no earn, seven strikeouts. You know, Bryce Elder's not typically somebody that I think is going to be racking up a lot of strikeouts, more so somebody getting weak contact and ground balls, which he got in this game. But he did a great job of mixing that slider-sinker combination and also uh, that changeup that was diving down out of the zone. So, Again, I've always really liked Bryce Selder just because of all the movement on his pitches. For me, the hurdle was trusting those pitches in the zone and getting that weak 
contact and not walking a lot of batters. When he started the year with the Braves in 2022, had that great outing his first time. And then after that, I just think he got that mentality of he's got to be hurt with every pitch. He's got to strike everybody out. And he started walking a ton of batters. When you saw him come back up later in the year, granted the competition wasn't great. You saw him trusting that stuff in the zone a lot more, and you've seen that through these first two starts as well. Just one walk, and that one walk, he was ahead 0-2 on the batter and then threw four straight balls. So, again, another fantastic job by Bryce Elder, the first Brave starter to record out in the seventh inning this year. Um, 14 swings and misses, 21 called strikes. That's a lot. Right there, 88.2 mile per hour average exit velocity against. That's very solid. Six ground outs, got three double plays. So, again, typically for Bryce Selder, you're going to see that movement in the zone. You're going to see weak contact. You're going to see ground balls. But on Monday, he was getting the swings and misses as well. Bullpen struggled a bit. Nick Anderson allowed a pair of hits to break up the shutout and allow the Reds to score their first run. Mentor, who Worked the night before in a blowout game on Sunday night, and I get it. He hadn't pitched in several days, and you didn't want him getting rusty. But now, in hindsight, perhaps he wasn't as sharp as he could have been on Monday night because you pitched him on Sunday, and which was you know a you know a breeze of an inning for him on Sunday night. But either way, Minder comes in, gives up, blows the save, gives up two runs on three hits. You know, not going to see that a lot from Minter this year. He is the Braves' best reliever by far right now, in my opinion. Uh, just unfortunate. It's going to happen over the course of a season. At least it happens in a game where the Braves still end up winning. Dylan Lee did a good job of not allowing more than the ghost runner to score in extra innings, although I thought it was a bad miss. He was ahead in the count to Jonathan India. I think he was playing, paying a little bit too much attention to the runner at second base, and then he left a pitch up that India was able to drive the other way. But regardless, settled down after that, only allowed the one run and gave the Braves a chance to walk it off in the bottom half, which they did. So overall, a lot of emotions in that game, ups and downs for sure. But the Braves do come out on top. Two wins at home so far this year, both walk-offs. Would love to see a little bit more comfortable win on Tuesday night if they can get it done. But next, we're going to go into our Taco Tuesday segment on the podcast, talk about Marcel Ozuna, and we're talking about Ozzy Albies as well, which I think are two of the biggest talking points in Braves country right now. We'll discuss those next. Our new sponsor, you probably heard about them all over the place. You see their advertisements. It's so rare. It is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with players, player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. MLB game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle. At the end of game week, so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which includes so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the level of competition. So head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's S O R A R E.com to draft your team a free free player card, set your lineup, and start competing today. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. 
All right, we're getting a new segment here on Locked On Braves, calling it Talk O Tuesday, where we discuss the biggest talking points out there in Braves country. And unfortunately, I think one of the biggest talking points, and it'll probably be one for much of the season as long as he's on the team, is Marcelo Zuna. You see a lot of people out there wondering, why is he still in the lineup? Why is he still on this team? Um, I can give you 36 million reasons why he's still on this team, why he's in the lineup. That's a, that's the question that I think we're going to talk about here today. And you saw Snicker bench him on Monday uh, and gave you know Eli White an opportunity. White didn't exactly shine in that opportunity, but I hope he does get more. But I think you are seeing that leash already start to pull back a little bit. And I want to take you back because this what we're looking at right now is a short sample size in 2023. But when you go back to his last 180 games. He's slashing 216, 276, 393. That's a 669 OPS in his last 180 games. 55 walks, 178 strikeouts. A 669 OPS in his last 180 games since that 2020 season. That's a large sample size of Marcelo Zuna being a very bad player, quite honestly. He does have 32 home runs over that stretch. That's a home run about once every 25 at-bats or once a week, um, which, again, I've said all along, you give him 400, 500 at-bats, he's going to hit 25 to 30 home runs. Um, he does you know, hit the ball hard, and he's going to run into one for a home run occasionally. Even the most optimistic Ozuna fans, and I see you out there. I see several of you out there. <laughs> you have to see we aren't dealing with a small sample size here. For those who are frustrated with Ozuna and wondering why he's still in the lineup, he's been a, a below-average offensive player for almost 200 games now. That's no small sample size. Could he make changes? Yes, and they've talked about those on the broadcast. His, his front hip just absolutely flying open. He's not able to get to anything on the outside. I said that even when Ozuna was swinging the bat well in 2020. I don't know why more pitchers weren't throwing him sliders down and away because he leaves that front hip open, flies open. He can't get to anything on the outer half. He crushed baseballs inside that 2020 season. You threw him a fastball inside, it was getting wrecked in 2020. But I just, even that season, I said, why are pitchers not throwing him outside? There's an obvious hole there. And he just has not made that adjustment. You know that adjustment needs to be made. They're obviously working on it. I'm sure he's working on it and wants to fix it, but it's not happening. Could he get hot for a week or two and carry your offense? Sure. I, I still believe that with Marcelo Zuna. I still think with how hard he hits the ball when he makes contact, he has the ability to have a, a five homer week. You know, he has the ability to carry your offense for a short period of time. My biggest issue, and if you've listened to the podcast for a while and throughout the offseason, really going for years now, my biggest issue I've said time and time again is that he gives you no value between those home runs. He's not giving you doubles. He's not really even giving you a lot of singles. He can't play defensively. He can't run. He's not going first and third on a ball hit in the gap. He gives you absolutely nothing other than he's going to run into the occasional home run once every 25 at-bats. I will say this year, 
at least he's taking his walks. He's had a, a good number of walks already. That's something we didn't see as much last year. So we're at least seeing him take his walks. So what is the leash on Marcel Ozuna? If he's struggling as he is now, and again, small sample size to begin the year, but even so, we're looking not just at this year, we're looking at the past two years where he's been really bad and a really bad offensive player. He's struggling like he is now. You got to give Hilliard, Pilar, or White more at bats to see if one of them can get going. That DH spot right now, especially with Darno out, it's all about who who's having the best at bats right now. Unfortunately, White hasn't looked good in his one you know game start that he had, and he got pinch hit for late. You know Eddie Rosario is not looking good. Ozuna's not looking good. Hilliard maybe has looked the best out of all of them, but he needs to play in the field right now with Michael Harris out. That DH spot, it just needs to be a revolving door of who looks the best right now and riding the hot hand. That's why you saw Darno continuing to get those at-bats at DH early on because he was hitting the best. And I think that's how you have to play it. Until Ozuna shows you that he is looking better and having better at-bats, he doesn't need to be in there. You need to give some other guys an opportunity. Um, but it's hard when you're giving those guys one game like Eli White got last night, and now I'm sure he won't start on Tuesday. He'll probably put Ozuna back in there. It's hard when you're giving those guys one game to try and prove themselves, and then you're putting Ozuna right back in there. You got to give some of these other guys an opportunity to get going. We've seen a large sample size from Ozuna now, and again, it's a small sample size to short start this year, but it's the same thing that we've seen for a while now. Give some of these other guys an opportunity. My prediction to begin the season was Ozuna would be cut by the All-Star break, and I still stand by that prediction. I think he's going to be just cut by the All-Star break, especially if one of these other guys does get going. But until then, he's going to get opportunities. I still think even if he's struggling, he's going to get four or five starts a week because the Braves need him to get going. They're paying him a lot of money to produce. They need him to get going. And he's going to get those opportunities if for only only other reason because they're paying him a lot of money. And, you know, he needs to make some adjustments, make more consistent, hard contact. And I think you just use him as a right-handed bat off the bench, ultimately, if he can't get going. So I think we're already seeing some of that. You know, I had said early on he'll probably get every day at bats through the first at least month of the season. And we're already seeing Snicker pulling him and giving him days off here and there and giving other guys opportunity. Problem is, those other guys haven't really stepped up yet either. And so until that happens, Ozuna's definitely going to continue to get those at-bats. Now, the other talk of Braves country that I wanted to discuss, and I don't know that this one's out there quite as much, but I've heard, I've seen a lot of comments on it, is what's the deal with Ozzy Albies? Did he try to come back too soon? A slow start to the season for him. He seems frustrated. You see his at-bats right now. You know He knows he's not clicking. He knows something's off, and he seems frustrated. Not impacting the ball, that's really the biggest thing for Ozzy right now. The bottom 5% of the league in average exit velocity, that's not great for a guy who doesn't walk a lot, puts the ball in play. His K, percent, his K percentage is lower than normal. His walk percentage is lower than normal as well. He's putting the ball in play a lot, but not not impacting it, not getting a lot of hard hits. His batting average on balls in play right now is just 235. That's 40 points lower than his career average. And again, a lot of that is because when he's putting the ball in play, he's not hitting it very hard. He's making a lot of weak contact. 
He's hitting just 200 against fastballs right now. Very small sample size, like 21 at-bats uh, on balls in play against fa fastballs. Perhaps a sign that his timing isn't quite there yet. He's never hit lower than 260 against fastballs in a season, so that's something to look for is when he starts you know, timing up those fastballs and making better, harder contact against those pitches. Historically, he's actually been pretty good in April and March with an 835 OPS. Typically, it's the month of May where he struggles the most. That's his worst OPS month at 691. So, again, Ozzy is somebody who has always been a very streaky hitter. He has had stretches where he can be completely hot and carry an offense, but then disappear for a while. But Braves need him to at least get on base. You know, Ozzy's not somebody that's going to walk a lot. I wish that he would. There's been a couple of bats here lately where he swung at ball four. Need him to take his walks because I need him on base. I need him stealing bases and you know creating havoc and scoring runs because he can at least impact the game that way with his speed. So need him to get on base more. You know, I thought he's somebody that would benefit a lot from the shift going away. We haven't seen that enough yet, again, because he's not impacting the baseball. I think it's just a matter of he needs more reps. He's missed a lot of time over the last several years. Last year in particular, had the foot injury had the hand injury, the finger injury, and this offseason, the shoulder injury. So he's been banged up a lot over the last year in particular. I just think he needs more time. He needs more reps to get that timing back. For now, and I know there are a lot of injuries out there, so he's kind of being forced up in the lineup. But for now, he needs to be batting down in the order, maybe even behind Orlando Arcia until he gets going, until he proves that he has that timing back because he's coming up in way too many big spots and he looks lost at the plate so I think at least for now maybe you put him down in the nine hole I know that would be a shock for somebody of Ozzy Albies and his reputation but that seems to be a spot where a lot of players get going batting in front of essentially Ronald Acuna Jr. so again until Ozzy shows that, that he is you know more and more timed up on his pitches he shows that improvement I think he needs to be batting even further down in the order. And again, I know that's hard right now because of all the injuries, but you know, I don't have concerns about Ozzy long term. I know some people I've seen some people already say calling up Von Grissom uh to to give Ozzy some days off and play him at second base. He Ozzy Ozzy needs the reps and the Braves need Ozzy to be Ozzy. And I think he can be. He's just he's had a lot of injuries and he's trying to come back from that and get that timing down. And he just needs more reps and opportunities. But until that happens, I think he needs to be batting further down in the order. So that does it for our Taco Tuesday segment. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Try to do that on Tuesdays throughout the season. Next, I'm going to set you up for game two of the series between the Reds and the Braves, where a 21-game winner will be returning to the mound. And Kyle Wright, we'll discuss that next. The NBA playoffs are here. I believe the Hawks play on Tuesday night in the play-in game. You want to check that out. Obviously, Major League Baseball season's here as well. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drains, home run hit, Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
Not a lot of news from Monday. It was announced on Tuesday morning that Kyle Wright will be recalled and Dylan Dodd was optioned out, which I think many of us thought would happen. Kyle Wright, 21-game winner last year, obviously a little slow to start the season. Did give up five runs and six innings in his start in Gwinnett, but you know you take that with a grain of salt for a guy who's rehabbing and just trying to get his work in and his pitch count up. Making his 2023 debut on Tuesday night against the Reds. Can he build off 2022? I think that's still somewhat of a question mark for me. You know, same thing with with Riley. He had his breakout year a couple of seasons ago. And I said going into the next season, can he do it again? And that's where we are with Kyle Wright. Can he do it again? Can he continue to build off 2022 and trust his stuff in the zone? It's same with Bryce Elder. Kyle Wright had to get over that mental hurdle took him a little bit longer of just trusting that sinker and that curveball and trusting them in the zone, being able to throw them for strikes and getting that weak contact. So do we get that from Kyle Wright on Tuesday night? How long will he be able to go? Will he be a little rusty? I know he's been pitching and he's already pitched six innings in Gwinnett, but we'll see if he's a little bit uh, rusty in his 2023 debut. On the mound for the Reds, Luis Sessa, Five and a third, four hits, three walks, two earned, two strikeouts against Chicago Cubs in his first outing of the year. He faced the Braves three times last year as a reliever before they moved him into the starting rotation. Three and two-thirds against the Braves last year. Three hits, four walks, three earned, one only one strikeout. All three runs came in one bad outing that he had. But he is a guy <laughs> doesn't strike out a lot, will walk some batters, so hopefully the Braves be a little bit patient. Uh, make some good contact. He does get a lot of ground balls, so hopefully the Braves can avoid those double plays that we've been seeing a lot of here lately. Sessa had a 3.51 ERA over eight starts to end 2022 after they moved him in the rotation, so he was very solid for them. And I mentioned more of a ground ball pitcher, pitch to contact type of guy. So hopefully the Braves can impact the baseball, get some things going, <clears throat> get some extra base hits, get some stolen bases, get that offense going on Tuesday night and go ahead and and uh, secure this series a win. Really would love a sweep after what happened against San Diego over the weekend, but we'll take a series win. We'll take wins however we can get them. Again, hopefully they don't wait till the last inning to get it done this time. Hopefully it's a little bit more of an easier win. Hopefully Kyle Wright can go pretty deep, and so the Braves can save the bullpen. The offense hopefully has a big lead. That's what we're hoping for on Tuesday night against, <clears throat> against the Cincinnati Reds. All right, that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves as my voice is giving out here. Allergies, man, can't get over it. But thank you again for making Locked On Braves your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Let Matt and Dom help you win your league every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies and biggest pickups that you need to make. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, thanks for listening, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 